It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X92 Nights X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Friday, September 15th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. End of the week, Beckler and Shauna Pisscast, heading into what's supposed to be a beautiful fall weekend. What do you have planned, Shauna? Uh, I have a bridal shower tomorrow. Nice. Uh, and I hope I kind of organize it. So tonight I'm going to be getting ready for that, doing that. And then after that, I'm hoping to, a friend of mine is in town, actually, Whale and the Wolf. Um, they're a band from Edmonton. A few yeah. of our friends playing it. They're fantastic. They're awesome and they're yeah. great dudes. And they're playing Modern Love tomorrow, uh, an That's early show. Right. So what I'm time is the show? 8 p.m. I think they're on. Okay. show is an early one. It starts at 5, and then uh, they're on around 8. Oh, so man, McKenna's working. Otherwise, I could go. Yeah, I'm going to try and swing it. Oh, it's, it's funny because it's a bridal shower, and I'm part of the bridal party, so it's one of those, like, do I, do I stay the whole time, and then I, are we going out after? Like, I kind of have to leave it open because mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the bride's going to want to do. Is. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, be Modern late. love, any chance that it's all ages? I don't think so. Oh, man. If I could have brought my kids, they would have loved that. Uh, okay, well, I'll look into that. Mm-hmm. That would be an awesome show. Mm-hmm. They just released their album, I think, today. Uh, uh, yesterday, I think. Yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they've been like sprinkling singles out from it for the last few years, and yeah, we love them. We do. We love their music, even if they weren't my friends. But totally, yeah. They're called so, Whale and the Wolf. Whale and the Wolf. Them out? Them. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a long podcast today, so we'll, well shut up. get right into it here. I have a conspiracy involving the iPhone. Brilliant or mean prank, depending on how you look at this. Mm. We're going to phone up a legend in his field. And we talk about the least rock and roll instrument out there after you're out of context clip of the show. And your fingers have to wrap around the bird and touch holes. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We were chatting about the oboe yesterday uh, because part of our out of bed banger uh, was a song that you actually brought to us and there was an oboe in the song you don't hear the rock and roll oboe very often no and I was listening to the song and I hadn't heard it before and I was like is that an oboe (laughs) and you were like is the oboe the least rock and roll instrument out there it's got to be up there. And we got thinking about it, and we're like, yeah, it's pretty high up there. Yeah. And then I got thinking, what would the least rock and roll instrument be? Could we do a top 10 of a least rock and roll <laughs> instruments? The least rock and roll is the least cool instruments to play. Here's the thing, is that everything, I think, can be cool to play. And there are yes. some that you traditionally see as not cool that have become pretty cool. So we, you know, can have the discussion about that as well. It's open to all kinds of interpretation here, but... We could talk about some of the fairly uncool instruments anyway. What is the coolest instrument to play, do you think, just to like set some groundwork here? Oh, man. I mean, you can't go wrong with a guitar or like a saxophone, right? Those two are pretty cool. I was going to say bass guitar. Yeah. Bass guitarist is typically the coolest guy in the band. It's true. I think. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay. The so personality do... of the person with it definitely adds to it, too. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Top 10 least cool instruments? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, at number 10, I have the kazoo. Oh, that's not the kazoo. Where's the kazoo? There's the kazoo. Yeah. But I don't know if we count this or not because it's a classroom instrument. I was like, gonna say that's tough. Do we I count like recorders and stuff? No, okay, so I didn't put throw that, that in out. There. We're doing top nine. That being said, <laughs> no, I get it though. You, this is the thing; it's all open for discussion. Uh, in at number nine, this is another one that uh, used to be not cool, but now it is. The accordion. It was known traditionally as the nerdy instrument to play, right? I had the accordion on my list as well, mm-hmm. um, and I've 
it's been helped by a resurgence in like roots and folk and yep. you know traditional music like that. Totally. Bands like Mumford have done a lot of work for the accordion in recent Absolutely. years. Absolutely, right? and it's almost become really cool, right? But you still think of it as like the instrument that your pop pop from the old country plays. You know, 100%. that he'll bust out at holidays. And it's well, and you think of the music, yeah, the the polkas and the stuff that goes along with it. And then you think of Steve Urkel, right? And then you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's what why. makes it instantly not cool. It's Steve Urkel. He's ruined it. That's why they gave Steve Urkel. The accordion. Because he was supposed to be the stereotypical nerd. That's yes, right. Okay, absolutely. what else do you have? Uh, okay, jumping into number seven then? We've lost track, I Okay, think, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's open. So, the piccolo. Ooh. Now, that sounds oh, like a recorder. Oh, to joy. But yes, which makes it even worse. But the piccolo is a tiny flute. It is the smallest flute. And because of its size alone, you're trying to <laughs> be up on stage with the tiniest thing ever. And you're like, Hello? I'm a flautist. I'm a flautist, and this is my tiny flute. You're like, where is it? Are you playing anything? And it sounds like that. Someone right? took a look at the flute, and they're like, ah, that's a bit much for me. Yeah. That's a bit unwieldy. That's too much. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, along that same vein, the ocarina, which I don't know if you, it's up for debate as well. Um, this one made famous by Legend of Zelda, uh, but it is a, essentially, it sounds the same, sounds like this. But okay. it's like a tiny seashell-looking thing that you're the like, ocarina, it's called? yeah, and you're plugging in some your your tiny fingers are plugging these holes of something even smaller than the piccolo. So, so in Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, that's what they're referring to. Yes, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, but if you look at didn't know that. very, it looks like you're trying to play a bird. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you go on stage and be like, look at me rock. And you're playing a you're just squeezing a bird and blowing tiny, at it. And your fingers have to wrap oh. around the bird and touch holes. Yeah, not cool. Nope. Uh, I have the French horn on my list. Oh, yeah. Now, the French horn has some wicked applications. It's it a beautiful sounding instrument, and as a fan of the fantasy genre, huh? the French horn reminds me of like you know faraway lands and different. I played races. the French horn when I was a yeah a young a young a lass. lass. <laughs> but it's not a cool instrument. The name is is bad. Yeah, you fist it. Yep. It doesn't look cool. Um, I got a pen stuck in my French horn once, yeah. and I got sent to the office because <laughs> of that. That'll get you sent to the office. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, along that same vein, uh, the tuba. Okay. there's That was the tuba song, wasn't it? There's a lot to be said about the tuba. Now, yeah. first of all, it's massive, right? So it's laborious. On top of that, it sounds like farts, right? Like... <laughs> When you hear that, you're just like, someone's farting into something. That's what it sounds like. And when you stop playing the tuba, you get that red mark on your lips from the... Oh, man. Like, of blowing into the tuba. And so that just doesn't look cool. You got like some lipstick stuff going on. Your lips are swollen. There are no groupies waiting for the tubaist when they come off stage, right? Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that red ring around your lips. I'm so, are you playing the, I'm so turned on by the red ring. Was that you making the fart sounds up there? <laughs> <laughs> With the fart? No, nothing. Uh, I've got the theremin on my list. Now... I don't. I can't decide if the theremin's like super cool because of how it's played. I think like, it actually might be or pretty if it's, cool. Doesn't like Sheldon Cooper on Big Bang Theory play the theremin? Yeah, because they're, again, they're trying to make it nerdy, and it sounds like a bad Halloween toy. It you does. Like, it sounds like a spooky ghost. It does. <laughs> you can't take it seriously. You're right. It sounds like a dead person yep. coming up from haunting uh, you. Okay. The only other one I had was the euphonium, just because of the name of it. Right. And like no one's ever like, oh, sick euphonium. <laughs> that rocks. I have one more to add. Yeah. It's the xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just picture somebody up on stage going to town on that thing. The, the funny thing is, is that a lot of the xylophones are so large that you have to sit on the floor cross-legged to play them as well. Also not very rock and roll, so, yeah. is it? Hey, hey, you're coming up on stage and then you sit cross-legged and you're just going to town on that thing. <laughs> Unless the xylophone is made of the bones of your enemies that you have killed. That's rock and roll. That is how you make it rock and roll. Okay? Just the type of xylophone you get at Long and McQuaid. No, nope. uh, I don't think so. so much. <laughs> I'm sure you've been sent this clip a million times too, Shauna, probably to pass along to Cliff. Yes. Um, there's the, I don't even know who this dude is, but oh he's God. trying to break the record. For breaking the most two-by-fours with, like, his groin. So he's up on a platform, and he's got all these two-by-fours, like... It's unbelievable. Beneath him, like, on top of each other, kind of like rungs in a ladder. Uh-huh. And then he jumps off and, like, lands on them with his undercarriage. His under feet carriage, spread apart. <laughs> and then, like, uh, right. tries to break all of them to the bottom. On to his cash and prizes. And I, <laughs> I don't know who this <laughs> dude is or, like, what... If he if he this is what he does, I honestly I didn't look into it, but I've been sent this clip so many times. Me too. I think we were going to send it to Cliff. Yep. To have him laugh at it, your boyfriend, because he loves when people get hit in the in, in the berries. Yes, he does. Yes, um, he loves it. Friend of the show, Dallin sent it to me most recently, and he and I were riffing jokes back and forth on it. Like, <laughs> Dallin's like, "What do you do? You congratulate the dude when he's done? Like, yeah. hey, That's, you did it, man! Well, like, like, you did it. I think he beat the Guinness Book of World Records." Which, why there, is this a record? I mean, he probably started the... I'm assuming there was not a record prior to him, <laughs> which also is very confusing because then why would you do so many boards? Like, I think it was eight. Eight two-by-fours with... This seems like something like, that maybe started on a construction site where yeah. they had a two-by-four between two ladders or whatever. Oh and the guy's my. like, I think I could break that with my taint. Yes. Everyone's like, no, you can't. Well, so he did it. And they're like, could you do two? <laughs> Honestly... <laughs> I've got balls of steel. Watch this. Just like, oh my God, sir. What is going on over there? If you're that guy's parents. I know. Do you bring it up? Like, we're proud of all of our children. Yes. Our our oldest son, Matthew, he just finished his MBA program. Mm -hmm. Our daughter, Erica, is running a successful pet grooming business. Uh, and our son Jason, well, he's got he's got some irons in the fire too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's got his own thing going on. He just uh, <laughs> just got a trophy for slamming his balls onto a bunch of two by fours. Holy crap! I just picture like, yeah, was he practicing for this? Like, he was a kid and he realized he had no feeling down there, so he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go for this. This is what I'm gonna do. One day I'm gonna shock the world with this incredible talent that I have. In between rounds, like he goes to practice. It's ball slam practice tonight. He's got a crew in the corner, and in between rounds, they like ice his undercarriage. Is that how this works? Honestly. In his corner. <laughs> My Lord. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it this weekend. I got a thing going on. I, uh, I got to practice for this event I have coming up. Hey, Ma, there's no ice. I told you I need the ice for my snoozeberries. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A friend of the show, Fred, sent us this article last night, and it is so ridiculous and it's from Vancouver and it is so so soft I just read the headline and it was one of the softest things I've ever read that's just it like I don't even know if we need to just do we have yes okay this is the headline okay BC man offended by person wearing camouflage pants calls cops (laughs) holy crap called the police because they didn't like that this guy was wearing camouflage pants. They phoned the police and requested that the officer find this man and remove his pants because they were offended by the camouflage. They said that they're offended on behalf of the military. 
Oh, okay. The man, like it's stolen valor? Yes. But just his legs. His legs. In does, camo pants. Does this person know that camo pants have I was been popular say, streetwear for like 25 years uh, now? Forever. Like, <laughs> like, where have they been? I don't know. But he saw a man in camo pants and he phoned the police <laughs> and demanded these pants be removed. Okay. Stolen valor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said that he would actually go and remove it himself on behalf of the queen. Dude. If Who's the, it the queen's bed? If the queen's the, dead, man. I know. Everything about this, I'm just like, the I don't even... I'm like, it's speechless. There's really nothing more we can say outside of that headline alone. Just soft, okay? They're the king's pants. Yes. The king's pants sounds like an Oscar-nominated movie starring Colin Firth. It does. It? Actually, it sounds like a pants. great kid's book as well. The king's pants. The king's pants. Let's write a book about that. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever been a member of the military ever who was offended by someone's camel pants, do you think? I don't think so. I mean, maybe when they first came into fashion, somebody was like, well, no, that's our, hmm. our uniform. Could that have been a thing? How long ago was that? that like, camel pants have been... A- they're used for hunting. Like I was going to say, definitely don't dude. show this guy any hunting wear. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> definitely don't let him see that. He would walk into one of the hunting stores and he would lose his mind. Right? Like, oh, my God. Crying in the middle of Cabela's? Yes. Yeah, he would not be good. Wow, that's Sir, one of the softest things I've ever heard. I know. I Thank you for that, Fred. You keep out doing yourself, Or don't Vancouver. thank you. I don't know. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was listening to this podcast yesterday where they were talking about the beatboxer Razel. I've mentioned him on the air before. He's considered to be right. one of the greatest beatboxers of all time. Yep. Um, but on this podcast, they were trying to get in touch with him. Uh, and it turns out he has a phone number listed on his Instagram page. Okay. Now, I know sometimes artists, yeah. and I've noticed this especially with country artists, will encourage you to, like, text them, and they'll have a phone number that you can text. But, like, it's it's not actually them, is it? No. Like, it would just be, like, an automated service or something that their management... It's the, yeah, it's the facade of making you feel like you can text them, but there's no way it's their personal cell. It would be somebody else managing it for sure. Right, like, or, like, an automated reply yeah. or something, I, I would think, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would. I, I, they called Rozelle Roz, and they got his voicemail in this in this podcast. His voicemail was full, so I checked. The number's still there. Okay. You want to call Rozelle? Yes. The greatest beatboxer of all time. Sure do. Let's give him a call. Here's the number. So. Leave your name and your number. Someone will we your call. Oh the mailbox my. is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. <laughs> Goodbye. What? Is, that is fantastic. That is special. <laughs> wow. I guess if you are the greatest beatboxer of all time, you got to have a little fun with that on your voice, I mail, don't you? So, You're famous yep. for your voice, and that's all he does is beatbox full yeah. time. He was a member of the Roots, right? Um, but <laughs> that's the best voicemail ever. I can't believe you can make it a living full time beatboxing. Well, I wonder if he's. I wonder what he's doing these days. I was kind of hoping he'd answer there so we could ask him. Yeah, maybe we should try again sometime. To see. Call him Let's back. just keep calling him until he picks up. Hey, Rizal. Rizal, it's us. We're still waiting to hear back from you. Yes. <laughs> Leave your name and your number. Someone will read your call. Oh. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Also, clean out your voicemail. And Shauna podcast. Becker, do you see this, this pimple right here? Yeah. Yeah. Right above my lip there. 
Uh, so it just popped up yesterday and I looked at it in the mirror and I was like, actually, you know what? I kind of like that because it's right in the like classic mole spot where the Marilyn Monroe spot, the Marilyn there. Monroe famous mole spot, right? It's not a mole. It's a beauty mark. I kind of, I was looking and I was like, I actually don't mind that. And then I, do you remember when it was popular to have fake moles? No, I do remember that piercing. Yes. I remember that Monroe piercing. Yeah. And is that what it was called? I was trying I to remember so. that. Okay, because I didn't realize that it was supposed to imitate that mole. But when I looked again, I was like, oh my God, that's totally a thing. And I kind of like where this pimple is and I wouldn't actually <laughs> mind having a mole there. <laughs> but it's funny because there was a time where it was in a fashion thing briefly. And I remember people were actually putting fake moles on like that in different spots to, I don't know, imitate Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then the, the piercing came along and I was like, I don't mind it. Maybe I should get a piercing there or a fake mole there you don't see that piercing very often anymore you really don't it had a very brief moment but i like the look like can you see what i, I can yeah i can see it <laughs> you like it what do you think i've never been a fan of that piercing myself oh, okay so, no you're not oh, gotta ask maybe no no you're not a fan um, of the maryland fake mole either you're right though and then hundreds of years ago fake moles were very popular yes. too like in the victorian times yes it was was it called a mouche there well, was a, a name question. for it, but it was fake moles, and it was to cover scars, right? Well, one of, one of my favorite movies ever is Barry Lyndon. It's one of Stanley Kubrick's films, and it's set in the 1750s, and everybody in that movie, they wear like heavy, heavy white makeup, the wigs, like the powdered right? wigs, yeah. and they all have fake moles. And I think that was to cover up like disfiguration from syphilis. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. I think that, that's but what I it think- was. It was scars from, yeah, I forget if yeah. it was syphilis, but I guess back then it would have um, probably was it. But yeah, that's what they would do. And they had, but it was hilarious because they'd have like these furry little these moles that you'd put on your. Interesting. To cover Interesting up. Interesting choice. Mm, it's strange. Apparently, I was reading into this a little bit too, and I was trying to find out the fashion side of it, like, because it was semi recent that I remember people were trying to bring that back. And then there were people who were like, yeah, it's great for covering pimples as well. You just put a fake. Well, where that pimple is. And I'm like... Are we much further ahead? If- <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden, you know, oh, it's a fashion thing. Wait, it's moving around her face. That's odd. Mouche. <laughs> hey, your mouche's on the mouche's move. moving. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We were talking about vehicle horns on the show yesterday. Horns. A lot of horn chatter. Horns. Such a thing as too much horn talk and a fellow ought to be aware of it. Mm, um, I don't think so. More horns. So we got this funny message in front of the show, Glenn. Uh, like, you know, the, the the big horns that you can put in your vehicle that sound like train horns? Yes. He said when he was a kid, one of the older kids had a big old muscle car and put one of these, like, train horn air horns in it. So they used to park it back off to the side in the bushes along the train tracks uh, down, like, he listed some place here I'm not familiar with. He said, and wait until some poor, unsuspecting driver came along, flip on the brights, and lean on the train horn. Oh, my God. So you'd be going across the tracks, and they'd make it seem like a train was coming. Okay. How many people <laughs> pooped their pants because of that? You'd have to check your panties after that one, just, for sure. Damn it, where's that clip I need it? But honestly, that panties. would be unbelievable. Like, I can't believe. <laughs> oh, you'd have such a heart attack, man. Holy crap, that is terrifying. <laughs> that reminded me of, uh, I had a teacher, a chemistry teacher in high school, and there was this kid who fell asleep in our class. Yeah. So he turned off all the lights, and he brought the overhead projector over and shined it at the kid, and then said, on three, everyone yelled train, and he flipped the light on, and we all yelled train, and this kid woke up and was like, ah! Like, thought... Almost fell out of his desk. That's really funny. It's like, I don't know if you could get away with that today, but we sure thought it was funny. That is unbelievable. We thought it was great. Honestly, though, if you drive across the tracks, okay, and somebody shines the 
That train light, honey. And you hear the horn? And you hear the horn. You would actually need to check, check your panties. Check, you got it right there? I got it right here. Just check your panties. Check your panties. Yeah, that'd be that kind of situation oh for sure. Oh, my God. Check yeah. your panties. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Glenn said when he was in college, there was a guy who fell asleep in the, in the class. So they, they found a big cardboard box, like a refrigerator box, and yeah. put it over him and taped it to the ground and then left. So when he woke up, he'd be in this box and everyone would be gone. Oh my God. Which is super funny. That is really funny. Messing with people who have fallen asleep in places they aren't supposed to. It is great. Pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. There was another kid I remember who fell asleep in class in high school and the teacher got everyone to quietly get up and leave and then brought the next class in and sat them down. And when this guy woke up, it was all different people around him. I love that. (laughs) That's good, clean fun, isn't it? I forget if it's... What's the show with Lindsay Lohan where they... In the show, they're at camp, and they put the blow-up mattress on the lake <laughs> so that the person wakes up, and they're in the middle of the lake floating. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I was like, that's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. I've that's always wanted prank. to do that to somebody. Yeah, just yeah. like let you go so that you wake up, and you will fall, out, fall off the mattress and freak out, of course. But Back in my partying days, we used to be big into stacking. Oh, where yeah. someone would fall asleep and we try to stack as much stuff on and around them as we could. We used to do that as well. Yeah, yeah. stacking's fun. Stacking's mm-hmm. a classic. Yeah, it's a great one. <laughs> well, speaking of that kind of sound sleep, you will sleep that soundly in a Shane Holmes paired home. Oh, yes, you will. Because they're built with the type of soundproofing that doesn't allow you to hear anything from your neighbors. I know it's one of the big hang-ups for people who are thinking about living in a duplex or a paired home. Totally. It's like, okay, we'll have my own space. Hear but everything. Yeah, and we're going to hear the neighbor's business like you do in some places. Not nope. with Shane Holmes. Mm-mm. Nope. They have something called the yell test, which you can go into one of their homes, one of their show homes and do. Stand on one side, yell as loud as you want. The people on the other side won't hear you. We did it, and it was, yeah, you couldn't hear crap. Couldn't hear it. It was thing. unbelievable. Learn more at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Do you remember how I was talking about a friend of mine who got a message from somebody on a dating app, and he said, tee-hee, in the message? <laughs> yeah, that was enough to, like, ruin the interaction. And she was just like, I'm so sorry I cannot continue further with somebody who says, tee-hee, in a message. And we laughed about that a little bit. Uh, I was I was catching up with her, and I started calling him tee-hee man. And then I got thinking about he-man, and I was like... <laughs> This is an incredible juxtaposition here. And Tee Man might be the worst superhero in the world. He's you know the exact I mean? opposite of he is the Man. Co- like, just listen to He-Man's theme song, okay? Like, it's so manly, and everything about it is just incredible. And then at the very end, there's, like, the lady. Because he is. He is the ultimate in... Manly, yeah. Right? He's like, got that body. He's got the body, and he's got the hey man. Probably the worst haircut of any superhero ever. But that's uh, yeah. a bad chop that guy's got. And then, but just like just just imagine that versus tee. <laughs> like you can't tee. Nope, nope. Tee man. Tee man. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. Basically, you're trying to summon Tee man, and all he's going to do is try and tee all the problems away. Like he just shows up and just goes tee and then just gets and then beat just up has so bad. Just has this stupid <laughs> grin on his face, and then everybody just punches him. Yeah. That's- the Beckler and Shauna podcast. When you hear that sound, it means we're coming at you with a spicy conspiracy. A Friday morning conspiracy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. This is something that I noticed going on this week. So last week, my wife McKenna got a new phone. She was due for an upgrade. She's like offered the free upgrade or whatever. Yep. So she got an iPhone 14. 
And then earlier this week, Apple unveiled the iPhone 15. Oh. And then yesterday. Does it look the exact same? I haven't actually looked at it yet. Okay, just new they and exciting all... colors and one more lens on the back. That's right. That's right. How many are we at now on the back? How many do you got? I only have, well, I don't know. Is this two or three? What I think count? that's three. Okay, three. Yeah, I've got two. Okay. Kenneth has three, so we're guessing this new one has four. Yeah, four to <laughs> five. Huh. But anyway, yesterday, so after these two things happened, McKenna gets her new phone, Apple un- uh, unveils their new phone. Uh, yesterday, my phone started turning off on its own. Oh, just out of nowhere. This, I have an iPhone 13. It had been working perfectly fine up until this point. And then it just started shutting off. Like, even if it's got battery left, it'll just turn off and then won't work till I plug it in again. It was listening. Nothing's happened. I haven't dropped it. I haven't. Do you think? Planned obsolescence. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. I mean, it could be a coincidence. Could be a coincidence. Or maybe they, you know, maybe they know that I would have seen McKenna's fancy new phone. I've probably heard chatter online about the new iPhone 15. Right. They know what kind of an iPhone user I am. I'm someone who, you know, shoots and posts a lot of videos and I care about what the videos look like. So like maybe we give them a little nudge toward getting a new phone, huh? We're just getting a little, we just elbow them in the ribs a little and say, hey, Hmm. thinking about upgrading your phone pretty soon here? Yeah. I mean, we know that planned obsolescence is a thing, but Absolutely. I mean, to this extent, I'm not sure. Just all of a sudden, yeah, everybody with these, you know, these models and older, let's just kind of make them flicker a little bit. Make yeah. them doubt their phones just a little bit. Flicker is See a good happens, word. Right? Yeah, we'll just throw a little problem at them. Exactly. Make, just get them to start thinking about just replacing it. Just a little flicker it. of doubt. Just a tiny little bit. Of- I remember years ago, I don't know if it still works like this, but with, with the first iPhones that I had, when they unveiled a new one, they would also push out like a new iOS and you'd have to download it. Yeah. And, and then, then it would like... bog you right down. And your phone wouldn't work anymore. You're totally. Like, well, now what? Mm-hmm. So they would like... they That's how they would force you into a new phone. But maybe they're a little more subtle about it now. Maybe we got wise to that, right? Oh, interesting. On the plausibility scale, Shauna. Yeah. Uh, how many World Economic Forums out of 10 do you give this one? You know what? It's pretty good. I'm going to give this probably 16 World Economic Forums out of 10. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that would buy into this theory. I'd say so, yeah. yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Do you remember a while back, Beckler, we were talking about how all these companies now are pressuring you to sign up for their emails for whether it's, you know, sign up and you get 10% off your next blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. purchase or, and they, they nonstop are doing this. So basically when you go to websites now, the first thing that pops up is like, sign up and you'll get a discount of some sort. And then we are laughing because they'll give you options sometime where it'll be like, would you like to sign up? And it'll be like, yes. And then no, but no will be like, then you'll be missing out on epic deals. <laughs> no, I don't want to save money or stuff like exactly. that, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, I hate to be informed. No, I want, to, yeah, like that kind of stuff. And I was like, they're getting increasingly and increasingly more offensive almost to you. They're trying to pressure you to say yes, because the no option, you don't even want to click it because it was getting more and more intense. I saw one yesterday, Beckler, and it's the worst one I've seen yet. And it was this website I was on. It said, would you like to sign up for an email list? And the answers were, yes, I'd like to get $10 off my next purchase. And no, I'd like to die sad and lonely. <laughs> what? It actually said that? It said, no, I'd like to die sad and lonely. Yes. Which website was this? It's, it was a trendy clothing website. It was like one of those ones that had like funny things on shirts and stuff. Okay. So obviously they feel like they can have a bit more personality with this. But that's a That's excessive. pretty funny. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know if they're playing off that as well because they see what's happening here. But honestly, they are getting more and more, even 
more professional websites where you wouldn't think that they would say something like that on no are a little threatening these days. Yes, send me deals. No, I'm a sad loser with a small wiener and Seriously, no money and nobody right? likes me. Like, like to the point where you, no matter what, just because you can't possibly fathom to hit that button, you're like, I've got, I, well, I'm signing I up. Guess who signed up? Yep. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I have a few more things that you can't look cool doing that were submitted to me. Oh, good. Uh, this comes from friend of the show, Danielle, who's been on fire lately. Danielle is like doing half our work. So thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Danielle. Put you on the payroll soon. <laughs> Uh, she said, cleaning the wax out of your earbuds in public. Oh. You know, like if you have to stop at the gym or on the train or whatever and clean those things out. It's, uh... I, I don't do that in public? No, I would that... do that at home. Yeah, that's a home job. She said she had to do it in public the other oh, day. It no. felt very uncool. It's like clipping your toenails in public. It you just really don't is. do that in public. Yeah, maybe. That's... Okay. She doesn't think Lenny, even Lenny Kravitz could make that look cool. No, in future, uh, Lenny prob- probably also does it in the privacy of his own home, though, so... Well, I don't think Lenny Kravitz produces gross fluids like oh, you're earwax right. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's He's no such thing as earwax Way to too him. cool for that. It's true. He yeah. just looks great and clean all the time. Yes, so, right. It's the right. rest of us who deal of with course. that. Of course. How silly. Um, this is one from friend of the show, Josh. He said, having an argument in public. Yeah. Ooh, rough one. Yeah. We were uh, again. Maybe wait till you get home. Another privacy of your own home thing, right? isn't it? Yeah, these are these are iffy because it's like yeah, these are things you just probably shouldn't do in public. Period. So right. I mean, sometimes it does happen though, where yes. you have a disagreement in public. That's fair. And it just does not look cool. It doesn't matter nope. who's in the right and who isn't. Mm-hmm. If you get worked up in public, you look uncool. And one that you kind of have to do in public, and it's along the same vein, but disciplining your kids right so yelling at your kids in public you can't look cool doing that you really can't tough one but you have to do it It sometimes at that time right we were camping recently and we could hear it we were sitting around the fire at night and at the campsite next to us there was a couple having a real a real row oh dear you're having a tilt Mm. and we're just like yeah that's awkward this is really uncomfortable for everybody you should have just gone with your (laughs) camping chairs and sat there with popcorn just (laughs) watch them thanks for the show guys (laughs) No, keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, we... (laughs) It's camping. We're not entertainment. And lastly, I don't remember who sent me this one, but this is a good one. Miscalculating the number of stairs that are left when you're ascending or descending. If you think there's one more or you think you're at the bottom and you're not... Oh, yeah. That's bad. Stairs are a toughie, man. There's a lot of scenarios where you just don't look cool on the stairs. Maybe Lenny Kravitz doesn't use the stairs because the risk is too high. No, he just hovers. That's all he does. Everywhere he goes, he just like somehow just appears there, right? He just holds his arms just, out and floats up to the top yes, like an like, angel. Yes, this is what he does, obviously. <laughs> you want to take the stairs, Lenny? No, thanks. I don't take stairs. He lands up oh, at the top. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X929, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. X After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, fuck, they're going to say fuck. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.